Welcome to In the Studio with Chris. I'm Chris uh, Roloff, and in the studio with me is Adam Bailey. No relation to any other Baileys in the state of Iowa, except, I guess, his wife, right? You're married, right. Adam. That is true. How long have you been married, man? We've been married. It's coming up on seven years. So Congrats. Yeah, seven years. We're not newlyweds, I don't think, anymore. No, so, I don't think so. After I seven don't know. years. Everybody still thinks I'm young, so who cares? Like, newlywed or not. So That's right. Well, that's, you know, compared to a Hollywood marriage, you've had three marriages at this point. <laughs> compared to, it's all depends on what true. you're comparing yeah, it to, right? So, Adam, you're in the studio with us, uh, not to talk about necessarily your marriage relationship, but <laughs> uh, you're a church planter here in the city of Des Moines, Iowa, and um, that is a strange thing to be yeah. doing church planting. Now, I, I did off the record here a little bit, rabbit trail, I was talking with another pastor friend of mine, and he said, I feel like there's a lot of church plants coming to Des Moines, so don't be discouraged. I think that's an encouragement. I think that's an evidence that God might, in fact, be up to something. I'm just going just gonna to throw that out there. I don't know. I, I, I'm not the sovereign God of the universe. I don't know. But these are just things that I observe. So, Adam, uh, tell me about your church, Multiply Church. Um, tell us a little bit about who Multiply is. Yeah, no. And I think I can resonate with that <clears throat> before I mention my church. Like, I mean, when, yeah, when God's up to something, I mean, you can easily tell. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's something special here in Des Moines. I think with the rise in, I mean, just, as I was just driving around before I got here and, like just seeing all the you know condos coming up, the apartment buildings, people are just flocking to the area. And when people come, what means is that opportunities to share the gospel come. And I think that's why you see all these possibilities of church plants popping up all over the city. Um, so yeah, there's that. But yeah, so I am the lead pastor of Multiply Church in West Des Moines. And yeah, so our church has been in a crazy season. Uh, we, my wife and I moved here. Um, it's coming up on two years, uh, it's a little over a year and a half now, and we are, yeah, we specifically came to Des Moines, to specifically West Des Moines, um, to plant a church, which is like super weird, right? Like, what is church planting? And a lot of times I don't tell people I'm church planting unless you're in church culture, because people are like, the first question is always, are you building something? Like, that's always the first question. It's like, are you literally laying brick? I'm like, right. like, look at me. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I, you, <laughs> you don't want me doing that. You don't strike me as a brick layer. No, no, no. You, I will pay somebody to do that. <laughs> uh, I did put hardwood floors in my house, but that's that's all I can do. So. Yeah, hey, that's pretty impressive. That's right. Um, but yeah, so, that's, so a lot of people don't understand what that is. And so I kind of have to explain like, hey, what is this? And so to be honest, like you come, when you're a church planner, you come to a city as a missionary. You really do. Like you come first and foremost as someone who is just served by the, like serving the Lord. And you're saying, okay, let's plant a church out of this, you know? So, um, so anyways, yeah, we came about a little over a year and a half ago and, and desires to plant, uh, you know, a Bible believing, Bible preaching church. And I say that very specifically because um, we, we saw the landscape of Des Moines and we saw kind of the landscape of Iowa, to be honest. And you know, I'm not here to throw shade at any church by any means, right? So that's not my point. However, I will say, like, you know, we we as a church, we want to be people of the book. We want to be people of the Bible. And, you know, for us, if God has, has revealed himself to us in written form, we should be people that know that book. And as a church, we want to be centered around that. And so one of our things that we say in our church is that we are we are gospel-centered people. We don't we don't want to be anything else. We want to be solely formed by the gospel and by his word. And so we came to Des Moines with that intention of just saying, all right, we are going to plant a church that preaches the Bible, believes the Bible, and lives in community with one another, desiring to make and multiply disciples. And I can totally explain my you know church name if you want to, because it is kind of <laughs> like, it's one of those like, wow, it's kind of weird and trendy. I, you know, I had to pick a cool, I wanted to pick a Greek name because I was a, uh, I was a Greek guy in seminary, but oh, I was right like, on. 
They're, all the cool ones are taken now, so I can't really take them. So I guess that's a little bit just the kind of the short form of kind of a little bit about our church and why we came here. Yeah, well, you know, the name the name is unique. Uh, Adam, you and I are just now getting to know each other, and so uh, this is great. We're going to get to know uh, uh, our listeners as well. Um, Multiply Church, I didn't immediately think, full disclosure, Bible-believing church, yep. because sometimes multiply is used in a different church camp, and we're not going to talk about what that church camp is, sure. to mean something different. Sure. So so what does multiply at, at the core, what does it mean for a Bible-believing church to be a to be multiply church? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll give you the, sh- the short version. You can go to my website and, and read the long version. Okay. Um, but where we got the word multiply, I was sitting in my office doing my training in Davenport, Iowa, and I saw three times in the book of Acts where the word multiply was used. Um, mm. Acts 6, 7 was the first time. And it says that, um, that the disciples in Jerusalem were, were multiplying greatly in the city. And so you had this idea of disciples, like people, followers of Christ, multiplying, like growing, like more people were, were sharing the gospel with each other and disciples were literally growing, right? Like, so to think of the word as multiplication, right? Like you had one, now we got two, now we got three, four, five. So you have multiplying disciples. And then in Acts um, 9.31, you have an interesting way that the word multiply is used. It says, it's talking about the church. And it says, it multiplied. It said, the church was walking in the fear of the Holy Spirit, and it multiplied. And so you're like, the church itself multiplied. So not only are disciples growing, but you have churches who are planting other churches. So we have churches multiplying. And then in Acts 12, 24, it says the word of God continued to increase and multiply. And there I take the word of God being the gospel message of Jesus Christ multiplying. And so you have this interesting idea with multiplication where multiplication is the gospel multiplies. And that sounds weird to say to our kind of our 21st century ears. But what we're saying when we say that is gospel conversations are being had more and more and more. And so it's it's literally multiplying before our eyes. And then in turn, what we want to do is fulfill the Great Commission, Matthew 28, go and make disciples, right? And so how do we make disciples? Well, I make a disciple with you, and then I want you to go make a disciple, and then you go make a disciple while I'm making a disciple. And it's actual, actually exponential growth at that point. And that's what we mean by multiplication. And so, so yeah, it is a little bit one of those trendy things, but I think for me, it's the heartbeat of the Great Commission is to go out and make and then multiply. Because I think a lot of times, I think we see this in Iowa, is that um, people will say, yep, heard that before, heard the, heard the gospel, heard I know who this Jesus guy is. But if you ask them, what's God doing in your life right now? It kind of goes silent at that point. And so what we are wanting to do is say, all right, let's cultivate that discipleship. Let's, let's grow that disciple. And how do we grow that? Through the Word of God, through the Bible. And so, yeah, it might not immediately think, you know, hey, this is a, this is a church that believes the Bible, but at our heart, we are people of the Great Commission. We want to go out and make and multiply um, the gospel disciples, and then hopefully later down the road, multiply churches as well. Yeah, that's that's really exciting, uh, Adam. I, I love hearing that because I was talking with uh, a group of, of pastors actually uh, just recently, and there's something contagious in a church when we're being purposeful about sending. If you've right. heard this before, right? Like if a church that's established in a community that's been around for a while, they're at 250, 300 people, which is a good in the Midwest. That's a pretty good sized Bible believing church. And if their focus is on sending, that keeps that energy about, hey, God is at work. And there's a there's a fervor uh, to be involved in 
the expansion of the kingdom in that way. So that's really exciting. And I wonder how many folks listening to our podcast heard you ask the question, what is God doing in your life? And they too had the pause. I, 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 you, you asked the question. I had to sit here and go, okay, I don't know that I've thought about answering that question. Um, or a similar question you might ask, get asked from a coworker is, um, you know, why do you believe in God? Or do you really believe that stuff in the Bible? Do you really believe, is Jesus really real, you know, or that kind of thing? And um, how do we get equipped then? I mean, how, how as church people who are participating in the rhythm of Sunday worship and maybe a, a midweek study or something like that, listening to Christian radio, how do we get equipped to answer that question? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good question. And I think first and foremost, like, what we see as the the obvious plan A in scripture is the local church, right? And so I would first tell that person is if you're not invested in the local church, then you're you're outside of the bounds of what God has ordained his people to be in. And so I think that's first and foremost. Like if, if you're asked that question of what the Lord is up to and and you're not involved in community with a local church, I would say that's the first place you need to start because that is where we see this multiplication happening. This is where we see growth happening is in in, this, in the confines of a local church. And I think a lot of times people get this idea of like, well, man, I can do church on my own. I can, I can read the Bible on my own. I don't need people. But I would say this, that in order to grow the way that God wants you to grow, he wants you to grow in community with other people. Because there's something so special when you are sitting elbow to elbow, we'll just say that for the sake of a non-COVID time, um, <laughs> right. but elbow to elbow with somebody and you're reading scripture together. Like you're letting it soak into your life. And so one thing that I tell our church is, how are you being saturated with God's word? Like when you think, think of a sponge, right? Like if you just took a sponge and just dunked it in a bucket of water, that sponge is now saturated. And so the question that I always ask our people is, if I were to squeeze you, what, what would come out? Would it be you or would it be the gospel? Would it be God's word? And I know that's a weird way to look at it, but I would say for me, how I would want to saturate my life is by sitting under the authority of God's word. And I think that is the only promised way that we have for life transformation here is God's word being revealed to us, changing our heart through the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's an all encompassing question, but I would first start in saying, man, are you, are you in community with somebody, with a church? And I think, I think that's gonna probably be your best bet to say, if I'm not growing, it's probably because I'm not invested in the local church. And so that's what we want to see. We wanna see people in community, intentional community and like, like to be known. And I think a lot of people don't want to be known. They, like they do and they don't. It's this weird kind of contrast. But I think people at their core, they, they're kind of afraid. And I think the best growth can happen um, with other people. Absolutely. Adam Bailey, is. Uh, this is a podcast. I'm used to radio, so I want to ID you and right. let people know what station they're listening to and all that kind of stuff. But they've tuned in. Um, so I, I would be remiss then to not talk about what God is doing in your life, right? And to ask you that question. So you're preparing to launch uh, a church by the time someone hears this podcast and may have already uh, had, you've had your first public worship service. You're going to be doing that on May 2nd, uh, which is just two Sundays away from when we record this podcast. Um, so tell me, how did you, how did you get to this place? You're a young guy. We talked about this, I think before the mic uh, was on, uh, you're a young guy and you're, you're planting a church. How did you get to this spot of planting a church in Iowa of all places? Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy to look back on my life um, and just think what God has done. And I think a lot of times when we're in the, when we're sitting in it, 
you don't realize what God's up to, but 10, 15 years later, you always look back and you're like, oh, I see what you did there, God. And so I think it's been cool to look back and see what the Lord has done. So I, I was sitting in Kansas City with my wife. I, there was a couple of times where I remember sitting with some good friends of mine and I had you know, a clear decision to make before me of like, what do I want to do in ministry? Because I had gone to seminary at that point. It was either I go be a senior pastor somewhere, go lead a small church, or I do this crazy weird thing that was getting popular was church planning. And I have no other explanation besides this is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. Like it was just this pull on my heart that said like, Adam, you need to go plant a church. There was a larger church in Kansas City that I would say doesn't necessarily preach the gospel. And I was massively convicted that we have a lot of these people that are going to a certain church or certain area that are not being fed with God's word. And the Lord very much spoke to me and said, Adam, you need to go plant a church where God's word is going to be on display, where Christ is exalted and he's magnified in that church. And so I said, okay, sign me up for that. And so I got connected with some guys in Davenport, Iowa, and I was able to learn because I was young. I didn't know what that guy was doing. Like all I thought ministry was, was me sitting in a room with my Bible and just thinking that, you know, People are just going to come, right? But that's not the way it works. <laughs> so I had to go learn what that what that looked like. And so I went to Davenport, and then it was like, okay, where are you going to plant a church? And so I was like, well, I guess I'll go back to Kansas City. That's probably where I, that's home. That's where parents are. So, but so we, you know, we took some trips to Kansas City, and I was just like, this isn't it. Driving through West Des Moines, I remember I pointed. It was so funny. I was driving with my worship pastor now at the time, and I pointed to West Des Moines as I was driving on 35, and I said, that area really needs a church. And I just kept driving. <laughs> and so and then I remember coming back and saying, no, that's where we need to plant a church because I was just super convicted that I saw data and that said that less than 10% of people are in a thriving relationship with Jesus in the city of West Des Moines. And I said, that can't be, um, only 10%. And so that's what pulled my heart to West Des Moines in particular. Are there churches in West Des Moines? Yes, um, but we need more because there's so many people moving to West Des Moines. There's so many people moving to Waukee. And so where we were at was, all right, let's go plant a church that preaches the gospel, preaches the Bible, and makes disciples in community. And that's where we wanted to do that in West Des Moines. Now, fast forward to this last year, craziness, right? How right, are we right. doing that in the midst of all of this? Um, let's just say the Lord has been faithful. That's all I can say. He's just been so faithful with us, man. We've been doing community groups in homes. We've had to do the whole Zoom thing for, you know, ever in the beginning. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a father of, a, you know, a, a one-year-old now. I was very nervous to get around people in the beginning. And so God, God in his providence said, okay, Adam, you're going to become a pastor. You're going to be a church planter. Yeah, you're going to have your first kid during COVID and you're going to buy a house during COVID. And I was like, okay, um, all right, I'll do this, but you, you need to be faithful and provide all of this because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and so you can imagine just, I'm just stressed anxiety out the wazoo, right? But if I look back on this season, what I see is that God has been so faithful in my life and he is planting this church. I'm not. I told our church last weekend, I said, here's five words you need to cling to that Jesus has said, I will build my church. Cling to that. And COVID, like COVID can't compete with Christ building his church. And so that's what we're clinging to. So uh, we can talk a little bit more about what this last year has looked like. That's kind of what led us uh, to this area. And we're super stoked for it. I mean, we, we love our city so much and we just want to see the gospel take root in people's lives. When uh, when people when you talk about a church now, um, did you have a group of folks sending you? Are you a part of an association? You know who? And there are probably people listening to the podcast right now. So thank you for listening. Um, Adam says hi. And um, but did this group come with you? Did they did they move from Kansas with you? Or how did you find the folks that you're with now? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we were in Davenport, so um, quite a few people moved from Davenport, Iowa to, um, to West Des Moines with us. So we had a group of about six people that moved with us um, in the early um, few months of us coming out here. And then we've been able to meet some people here in the city. But yeah, um, so we were a part of, so I'm a Baptist guy born and bred. So we are affiliated with the SBC, with the Baptist Convention of Iowa, but we're also affiliated with a group called the Great Commission Collective, which is where our sending church, Quorum Deo Bible Church, in Davenport, Iowa, um, where they're affiliated with. And so um, they've been so faithful with uh, to us. They're actually coming this weekend to help us pass out some flyers, which is going to be good. But um, so, yeah, we're affiliated with them. And, you know, to be honest, they I, I just started praying when I was in Davenport. God, would you just bring people with me so I don't have to do this alone? Like, that was my main thing. I just didn't want to do it alone. And I remember I prayed for Jesse, so our worship pastor. He was he was one of the worship pastors at Cormdale. This is a 1,500-person church. He's one of the worship pastors there and i prayed god would you allow him to come with me <laughs> and i didn't i didn't tell that to the senior pastor at the time the first one i told him but i just said god i just i need someone like jesse with me and then fast forward i didn't tell jesse at this at all fast forward three months he comes to me and says adam we're coming with you and i'm like i've been praying for you for four months and i was just like this is what the lord wants and so it just that's another touch point of just see man the spirit is in this church the spirit wants us to plant this church and so I would just tell anybody, I would just like, if you want to be a part of something like that, where the God is moving, like, come on. And that's what I told those people, like, just come on, join the ride. So yeah, that's that's a little bit about some of the people that we came that came with us. That's fantastic. That is really an, uh, an encouraging story, and 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 one that I think a lot of people are encouraged to hear that they haven't heard that before. Um, I learned something a little bit before we went on uh, mic here. Is we kind of kind of maybe want to wrap up a little bit. You had a choice to make uh, graduating from Midwest uh, Baptist uh, Seminary. Is that right? Did yeah, I say Mid- that correctly? Midwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Midwestern. It's sorry. Close yeah. enough. It's fine. It's similar. You know, something like that. I'm sure. Please don't send me a letter. Um, <laughs> but you, but you. You graduated from there and you had this opportunity to you to figure out what you were going to do next and you said you had an opportunity between two paths what were those two paths yeah so i had a choice between being a, a senior pastor in a small rural church outside of wichita or i could go to this weird city in iowa i'd never really been to iowa at that point and i was like okay iowa um and to be a pastoral resident for a couple of years and those that two that those two options really showed me kind of where I just felt like my my life was going. I could either say, okay, like the the smart thing to do as a 25 year old kid coming out of seminary is to go be a pastor in a smaller church, get your feet wet, get your cred, learn how to preach better. Goodness gracious, I still need to learn how to preach better, right? But like that's what you do coming out of seminary. You don't necessarily say, you know what, I want to go and start something where there's not something, because I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. Never did. I, I mean, I have a business bachelor's degree, um, so I'm, I'm good with like business and startups, but I just never saw myself as an entrepreneur. And that's what church planning was. It was like those crazy cool guys, like <laughs> some of the guys maybe that had been on this podcast before. Those are the people you might think of first, man. They're just a little more energetic. I'm just like, I'm just not, I didn't think, see myself like that. Yeah. And so I felt like I probably should go be the senior pastor. But all I know is that when the two options were there, I the Lord very clearly said, Adam, you need to go preach the gospel in a place that does not have as many churches as I need. And it was clear to me, that's what you need to do. And, you know, I I pray that that other church is doing well. I'm sure they're doing well. Um, But this is exactly what the Lord wants from me. And he has reaffirmed that over and over. 
Well, Adam, it's been an uh, absolute blast to have you in studio with me uh, today, and uh, I'm encouraged knowing you. I'm encouraged hearing your story of God bringing you to the uh, to our city, uh, to our area. Um, please continue to pray. I love hearing that when you pray, God is answering your prayers. I'm sure everybody else listening going, please uh, teach me how to do that. Um, you know, but uh, honestly, uh, biblical literacy has been on my mind. I've heard some stats recently, too, and experienced a little bit of it myself. Um, and that's why we love uh, some of the radio stations we have here in Des Moines that I think are focused on biblical teaching. And we, we want to see people get engaged in God's word. Uh, I agree with you 100%. It's the one thing in my life and I'm sure in your life that's never changed. God's word uh, hasn't changed. Uh, you, you're named after the first guy, Adam. Uh, the story of Adam, the story of the second Adam, and all that in between um, has been faithful to God's record and confounded the wise of the world, the wives of the world want the, the not wives. I can't speak. <laughs> I meant wise, not with a V. The wise people of the world try to say, well, this is a bunch of fairy tales, but but I encourage people to read it uh, and actually get into a community with other people who want to study it with you. And I think I think it's worth the time. So I'm really glad that Multiply Church is here. I'm glad that uh, God has brought you, Adam, to our community. Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity, man.